Welcome to the Business Journey for Teens podcast. I'm your host, Imuna Zakowski. This is the podcast where successful professionals give career advice to ambitious teens, just like you and me. Welcome to the Business Journeys for Teens podcast. I'm your host, Imuna Zakowski, and today I'm interviewing Stephen Walensky. Dr. Stephen Walensky has been a board-certified dermatologist for almost 40 years. He became a partner in a dermatology practice in Monroe, New York, until about three years ago when he sold it. He is now working part-time for a large dermatology group practice. Hi, how are you? Hi, um, it's great to be here, and I'm looking forward to talking to your audience and explaining to them about being a doctor and being a dermatologist in particular. Thank you. I'm also so excited to hear why dermatology is such a good path and why you recommend it. Yeah, well, I think um, dermatology has become very desirable for uh, medical students and being accepted into a dermatology residency program is something that uh, is very competitive. Um, when you are graduating medical school, um, you apply to different specialties and the uh, really the top of the class uh, the, are the ones who can compete for dermatology positions because it has become so desirable. And it, it's a great field. I would recommend it to anybody. Wow, I didn't know that it was that desirable. Do you think it's harder to get into than other, than most medical fields? Yes, uh, of course, it's very difficult to get into medical school in the first place. But um, once you're in medical school, there's a big difference between specialties that are considered uh, top and very competitive, like dermatology, like plastic surgery, like orthopedics, um, and other ones like that versus others, which are easier to be accepted to and where you don't have to have such great grades or um, recommendations to be accepted. Interesting. So in more simple terms, what is your job? What do you do? Um, I take care of people's skin problems. So I help them with rashes. Uh, I help them with uh, growths, like if they're getting a bump on their skin that they're concerned about, I take, I remove skin cancers from them. So I cut off things that are bothering them or things that are dangerous. I prescribe medications, including creams, pills, injections that help them uh, get rid of problems that are very itchy or very unsightly. Uh, and it's very gratifying because uh, most people appreciate what I'm doing for them and are very grateful. Yeah, they should be. Um, so what made you interested in this career path? Uh, well, I, I chose dermatology because uh, it's very visual. You can see what's wrong with the person right away, and you can very often help them with what seems to be to them a very scary, uncomfortable, complicated issue, and you can very often diagnose it immediately and give them the right treatment and the right explanation as to what's wrong with them very quickly Uh, and not have to do all kinds of tests to try to get to the bottom of it. Of course, it's not always that simple. Sometimes you do have to do um, various tests like blood tests and x-rays and skin biopsies and cultures of the skin. But most of the time you can tell what something is just by looking at it and give the person the answer right away. Yeah, I'm sure people care about that more sometimes because you can see it on the outside. So you see your results and yeah, it can be very frightening to see something on your skin that you're not um, sure about what, you know, you don't know what it is. Is this going to kill me or something, or is this never going to go away? Yeah. 
So what's the average starting salary for your career? Uh, I'm not really sure, but from what I've, because I haven't been a starting dermatologist in about 40 years. <laughs> so I don't know what the starting salary is today. It's changed a lot over 40 years. But from what I've seen on the internet, uh, it's somewhere around 300,000 or so. And after about 10 years of experience, how much, um, assuming they're working for someone else? I, I would estimate an average of uh, $500,000 a year. So I know that you also partnered with someone and started your own private practice. So assuming you work for yourself, um, can you make a lot more money? Yes, you can. Of course, some people don't do that well in their own business, like in any other business. And some people do really well. So uh, it can vary tremendously. Um, and there are many doctors in the specialty who can earn um, even over a million dollars a year. Uh, but I'd say the average, the average is probably about whether you have your own practice or you're working for somebody else, if you're really busy and successful, would be about $500,000 a year. Okay. Well, once you're established after many years, yeah. Of course. What does your average workday look like? Well, when I was um, starting out, and um, I was working very hard when I was much younger, uh, I would be seeing patients for about ten hours a day, five days a week. So I would start at about eight in the morning and go till like eight o'clock at night with an hour or two of breaks. Wow. And once you started your own practice, did you have um, doctors working for you? So you did less or was it right. the same? Yeah. Once I um, got more established, when I was getting into my 50s, I really cut back and I started working less and less hours. So instead of doing 50 hours a week, I was doing more like 30 and eventually 20. And now I'm doing about 10 hours a week. Um, but of course... The most important thing is to take good care of the patient, but you can make a nice living do it's doing it too. And um, we also, uh, when I was a partner in a practice, we hired physician's assistants who were specializing in dermatology who worked with us. And when you have people working for you, you can earn more money that way as well. Besides the patients that you see, you can profit from the patients that they see. Yeah, of course. That's how most businesses are rather than working for someone else. Mm -hmm. So in what settings do you usually see your patients? Do you have an office? Yes. Uh, we see our patients in the office. It's very unusual for me to have to go to the hospital. Uh, my patients are will come to the office, which is really nice. It's a comfortable, relaxed, um, calm place. And it's good for the patients. It's good for me. It's good for the staff. Everybody feels comfortable there. And there's a lot of camaraderie. We get along very well. And uh, the patients really appreciate the nice, friendly environment in which they're seen. That's great. Do you travel for your work? Um, about once a year, I go to a conference. Um, nowadays, a lot of the conferences are virtual, but there was always an annual uh, National Academy of Dermatology meeting uh, that would be held for all U.S. board-certified dermatologists, as well as many um guest dermatologists from other countries and it's it was always held in different cities in the united states so i've been to them in san francisco san diego new orleans um, chicago new york at, uh, miami but now uh that's being done more uh virtually yeah that makes sense 
do you think it takes a person with a specific personality to do better in this career? So for example, someone who's more into math and more into technical problem solving skills versus someone who's more into history art, do you think any of that makes a difference? Well, of course it's, I think the best doctor is the kind who's very well-rounded, who knows a lot about everything, uh, not just technical, scientific and math things, but knows about human nature and history and art because it all helps. And you really, the most important thing is to be a scientist and to be a human being. So being a scientist means studying a lot and knowing your biology, chemistry, biochemistry, math, that's all very important. Uh, but if you can't relate to people and understand what they want, how they can be made to feel better and more comfortable and how to talk to them, uh, then you can't really be a good doctor and you can't really succeed in any field if you don't know how to talk to other people. Some doctors are just um, like robots and they don't know how to talk to people and they use highly technical terms in talking to people, terms that maybe another doctor would understand, but the patient won't. And the patient just gets nervous and worried. You have to explain to people without talking down to them, you have to explain to them on their terms and their language uh, exactly what's wrong with them, how you can help them, what the prognosis is, how, how much are they going to improve? Is it a temporary condition that will go away? Is it curable or will it always be there? They have to understand these things and you have to know how to explain it to them. Yeah, you need good communication. Right. Would you recommend this job to young people who are getting started on their careers today? And do you think it will still be relevant for a long time? I think it'll always be relevant. I think you'll always need good doctors, no matter how much you have artificial intelligence helping out with uh, medicine in the future. Uh, there'll always be that important human to human connection uh, when it comes to being a doctor. There's a tremendous shortage of uh, doctors and physician assistants and nurses today in the world, in the United States in particular. Uh, and I don't see that going away, even with artificial intelligence. Um, and I think uh, medicine is always going to be a great career because you always need people to help others, especially as our society is aging. And people are living longer. They're developing more and more chronic uh, issues in dermatology and all fields of medicine. Yeah, it's very important. Um, did you have any jobs during high school or college that you think gave you the skills that help you today? Well, I think having a strong work ethic is a very important thing to develop when you're younger, whether you're in elementary school, high school, or college. Uh, it's good to learn the discipline of working hard and relating to other people. So whether you work in a, a McDonald's or sweeping floors like I did when I was younger, or as a busboy in a restaurant, um, no, whether, no matter what you do, um, as a janitor, it, it, there's no job that's too far beneath anybody. And we all have to do certain things. And then you get motivated by doing that kind of work to develop certain skills to allow you to do a higher level work uh, when you get older. And you have to, of course, do very well in school. Your grades have to be straight A's um, almost. And uh, it's, it's a good idea to also be involved in research and extracurricular activities, helping others, volunteering. Those things are also very important skills to develop and they look really good on your resume when you apply. Did you do any things like that? Yeah, I worked with um, children from broken homes um, as a counselor to them. I was a counselor in a summer camp. Um, Did you do any internships? 
Um, no, I mean, nowadays, a lot of high school, college and medical students do um, volunteer work or internships in doctor's offices. Back then, it wasn't a popular thing to do. I never got a chance to do it. I would have liked to do it, but never really was something that I did. So what should teens or college students be doing now to get into this career? So obviously, you just mentioned internships, but do you think any other part time jobs? Well, the most important thing is to really work hard in school and get good grades and uh, be kind to your fellow person, fellow student, adults, to anybody. Um, I think that's a very important thing to do throughout your life. Um, and if you have any interest, um, do a research project, a scientific research project with a doctor or with some other researcher. That's always very important because uh, that's a skill that will help you as a scientist in medical school. And it, many doctors go into research full time um, and it's it's a good skill to have. And it, it looks um, very impressive when you're applying to a, any residency position as a specialist doctor or even to medical school to have a research project that you're interested in, that you've worked on. And you could start in high school and keep going through college and medical school. Well, yeah. Um, so looking back, would you have done anything different to prepare yourself to enter this career better? Uh, well, I think I would have done more research. I did a research project. I did research projects, two of them in medical school, one in um, hearing deficits um, as an ear specialist and one in ophthalmology regarding the eyes. Um, but I didn't do anything in dermatology. I would have liked to do research in dermatology when I was in medical school. I just didn't get the opportunity to do that. Yeah, that makes sense. I was very, um, I was very lucky because I knew right from my senior year of high school that I wanted to go to med that I wanted to go to medical school. So right through college, that was that was my orientation. And then in medical school, I wasn't sure what specialty to to do. But in my last year of medical school, when I studied dermatology, I took a month elective of derm in dermatology. I decided that I wanted to be a dermatologist. So I went on that path um, without any delay. And I was very fortunate that way that I had my mind made up early on. What school did you go to? Um, I went to um, Yeshiva University for college and then Albert Einstein Medical School after college. And then I did my, um, you have to do a year of internship. Um, I did an internship in general surgery at Montefiore Hospital in the Bronx. You could do your internship in surgery or medicine or pediatrics. And it could be any of those fields before going into dermatology. Then there's a three-year uh, dermatology residency, which I did at Columbia University. Um, so uh, you said you went to Yeshiva University. And can you tell me about how a dual curriculum impacted your ability to focus being in a high-pressure environment in med school? Yes. Okay. Well, um, at Yeshiva University, we had a, a double program, which means that we studied Hebraic, Judaic studies till 1 o'clock every day, 9 to 1. And only after that did we start all of our regular subjects like uh, English, biology, chemistry, physics, uh, calculus, history, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, so it didn't give us as much time to study as most college students have. Not only did we have four hours every morning taken up by Judaic studies, but we also had exams and studying on those subjects too. So if I took 16 credits um, in a semester, I was really taking 16 in 
Hebraic Judaic studies and 16 in everything else. So it was like taking 32 credits a semester. So the amount of studying was really intense. The amount of classwork was really intense. And when I got to medical school, I had a lot more free time than I had in college. So it really prepared me yeah. very well. I'm sure it like improved your work ethic. Yeah, and work study habits are very important to know how to prepare and study for a test, how to study in advance and not cram everything in for the last night and to understand the subject material as you go along in the course and not just right before the test. Yeah, so I'm gonna backtrack about your actual practice and being a dermatologist. So why did you start your own business with your partner rather than continuing to work for the large um, dermatology. I know I didn't join the large dermatology practice at the end, um, at, towards the end of my career. So what did you do before you like made your own one? Um, I worked for several different doctors part-time until I found one whom I wanted to join as a partner. And then we formed a partnership, which we had from 1989 to 19, uh, to 2019. So it was 30 years that we had this partnership. So what was the process of starting this partnership? Why didn't you want to continue working like you did before for different people? Well, uh, bef- because uh, I wanted to um, not just always uh, be someone else's employee. I wanted to be my own boss. And the best way to do that was either to start my own practice from the beginning or to join someone else and be busy from day one. When you start your own practice as a new doctor, you're not busy in the very beginning. And I didn't want to go through that phase of growth. I wanted to uh, start busy right away and um I got busier and busier as I was working with this doctor. And then once the practice got big enough, um, I became a partner. So how many people were part of this practice at its highest point? We had me and my partner doctor, who's also a dermatologist who's now retired. And then we had another dermatologist that we hired to work for us. And then we had four physician assistants who were for us also. Okay. So you, I read in your bio that you sold it three years ago. So why did you decide to do that? Uh, because the value of the practice was at a relatively high level. It had been growing and growing for years. We had added new technologies to it, like um, machines that help people with uh, cosmetic problems, like um, cool sculpt, which melts away fat, lasers that take away certain spots from their skin, um, like... Uh, broken blood vessels can be removed. And uh, we were just very busy and earning a lot of money. And we became an attractive um, target uh, for a purchase by a a big group. So we got a nice amount of money for it. And it was a good time to sell. And we were very lucky that we sold uh, like um, about a year before COVID hit when COVID made everything go down in value. Wow, that's great. And then you continue to work for the person that bought it? Yeah, it's a large group and I'm still working for them today and continuing to do so for the foreseeable future. So before you mentioned the classes you took in med school and college, about what majors would you recommend someone should study to succeed in this career path? Do you think what you did was the ideal or what would you recommend? Well, uh, when I went to Yeshiva University to, uh, uh, as an undergraduate, they had a major called pre-medical major, 
which does not exist. I don't know if it exists anymore, anywhere, um, but it was even that back then it was unique to Yeshiva University as far as I know, which means you didn't have to major in a subject like biology or chemistry because we had so many classes on the Judaic studies that uh, a pre-med major just required you to take the courses that you needed to take anyway to get into medical school. So we had to take physics, calculus, um, inorganic chemistry, organic chemistry, and biology, those five courses. And plus you had to take all the regular uh, requirements and prerequisites for a college degree and get the, the right amount of credits. Okay. But today people can major in biology, chemistry, history, psychology. You don't have to major in a science. Um, you just have to take the required courses um, to apply to medical school. And there are more courses today that are required than were required back then. Today they oh, required really? biochemistry and other courses that were only electives back then. Oh, wow. Well, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. What kind of impact do you think you have on your clients? Well, I think I, I really make people happy. I try to leave them with a good experience. I try to uh, make them leave the office knowing that I care about them and that I tried my best to help them. And even though sometimes I can't help everybody, there are people that have incurable things. There are people that have things that no one can figure out. Um, but most of the time I can figure out what they have and I can help them. And they see that I'm looking for out for their best interests. And, and that's, I think, very important in anything that you do, especially as a doctor. You want to know that you're a partner with the patient and helping them get better. And you don't um, treat them in a, a condescending or nasty fashion ever. Yeah. I mean, okay. if you're in a bad mood, you can't let that um, carry over to the patient. That's just not appropriate. Yeah. Um, if you could go back and give one piece of advice to your teenage self, what would it be? Uh, don't worry so much. You'll do fine. Just study and um, enjoy school. Enjoy your youth. But continue to study hard and apply yourself and do the best you can. Yep. That's good advice. Um, what's your favorite book? It doesn't have to be. Um, Business-related? Um, my favorite book is The Source by James Michener. It's a book about the history of Israel told through the, uh, the, the uh, story of, from an archaeologist who's um, doing an archaeological dig in Israel and uncovers layers of civilization and tells the story of Israel going back to prehistoric times all the way through to the present. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I'm interested in that. That's a great book. Yeah, I've read it uh, three times over the course of my life. Um, Oh, okay. Um, what book would you recommend to teens who are trying to learn more about business and careers? I know you mentioned to me Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, yeah, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a great book to read for anybody, um, no matter what field they're interested in, because it gives you um, the approach that you should take to how to become financially independent. And, that, and that's a good thing to, to read, whether you go into law or medicine or business or uh, accounting or teaching um, or police officer, no matter what you do in life, uh, it's good to have those, um, the, the background and the knowledge of how you, it's, what's the best way to earn a living and be comfortable and not go into debt. Debt is the worst thing. Don't spend more money than you have. Yeah, I agree. Are there any field related books you recommend? 
um, and this related to the medical field. Yeah, something that helped you, gave you motivation. Um, no, nothing in particular that I can think of. Anything else you want to add to our listeners who might be interested in this career path? Uh, yeah, I just think that medicine is, is a great career because you get to help people and you have the satisfaction of taking care of people um, over many generations in the same family. I've, I've taken care of um, great-grandparents, grandparents, children, their children, going down many generations. It's very gratifying to see people that you've known for almost 40 years and you're still helping them and you find out about their families, they become your friends. Uh, that's a really, really nice um, side benefit of being a doctor. And I just think it's a wonderful thing. If you like to help people, it's a great thing to do. You can make money doing it, but but you really you have the satisfaction of making a positive impact on people's lives. Yeah, and I'm sure you build a lot of long-lasting relationships. Yeah. And you're really helping them so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing your experience as a dermatologist and your advice. And I know our listeners are really going to enjoy listening to me. Thank you so much. Good. It's my pleasure. I hope that I've inspired young people to uh, pursue a career in medicine and dermatology in particular. Um, you won't be upset. You can't go wrong with it. Yep. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Business Journeys for Teens podcast. If you enjoyed this show, be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. See you next time.